0: Thanks for joining with us today on our Potter's Hope podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and gives you strength to live out the life that God has for you. Enjoy the message. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise, man, and it just, it's just so good to be able to pray Just thank him. If you have your Bibles, let's go to Acts chapter 1. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Stephanie, and folks. It's it's vacation time, and I know there's probably some folks up here that you're used to seeing and may not be seeing. A lot of those folks are spending time with their family and those type of things, and we hope they're having a great time. Uh, we miss them, but uh, hallelujah. We I do believe in family and that family time. Probably a couple of weeks ago, I started on a Wednesday night. And, uh, and we'll just go back there, Acts chapter 1, I'd like to tag this out, we've been talking about the Holy Ghost, and um, Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, I'd like to try to get through that tonight if I could, the Word of God says in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, the Word of God says, but you shall receive power, say power, power. the Word says power after that which the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. I've used these for personal study and and then for my own life. And there's really four areas here tonight that we need power in. And uh, I believe I'll be able to, to emphasize probably the third one. I'll probably emphasize tonight mostly talking about Samaria. But would you pray with me tonight? Would you do that? Heavenly Father, we we truly do. We adore you and we do not take for granted the very time that you've given us to spend with you. Holy Ghost, I just pray that you lead us and guide us tonight as we speak. And Lord, once again, anoint these lips of clay that they may bring forth your word and not mine. God, I pray tonight that we would leave here having known that you've made an investment in us. And that, God, we are to spend the investment. That this inheritance that we have, that is a foreshadowing of things that will be there in heaven, this precious, thank you, Holy Ghost, you, that, God, that we may be able to share this investment and inheritance that you've given us, Lord, with this world that at this time is so dark. God, and there's been no greater call upon any Christian in any span of time that we've known in the last hundred years, than for us to rise up. Holy Ghost, we need you to empower your people once again. Bring us a revival that won't be started by man and can't be stopped by the devil. Bring us a revival that we don't just leave a church Bring us revival that we take home. And God, it begins to infiltrate every fiber of our body and every aspect of our home. I need you, Holy Ghost. Do what you do. Amen and amen. You can be seated. A couple of weeks ago when we started Told you the word power. I'd like to just touch on that real quick. <clears throat> the word power is the word dunamis, and it means ability, abundance, and it also means meaning. We're fleshly beings, but once we are born again, we know that we begin to live in the Spirit. Jesus said, After that which the Holy Ghost is upon has come upon you, you then will be witnesses to me. And these four areas that he speaks of is Jerusalem. You've got to remember that Jerusalem was so engulfed and indoctrinated within, within man's doctrine and with within religion, and it's much today what we can see And the very word is peace. And the one thing that the Holy Spirit brings to each and every one of us on the initial level, and you noticed that when you were born again, when when you did that, and and it didn't it feel like there was a great load lifted off of you, and you had a peace, and coupled with that peace was a true love that came with that. That if you truly got saved, the moment you got saved, you weren't looking for your enemy ready to dot his eye. When you got up, you loved everybody and you loved everything. That is one of the purest core, or maybe that's at the purest core of a new life, a a life that has just begun in the Spirit. Because it's the Spirit that begins to prompt you and bring you to Him. It's the Spirit that begins to work within your conscience and within your spirit and and begins to move to bring you to a place of conviction. And today, there's one thing that the world needs to see in us as Christians, and the only way that it's going to happen is through Holy Ghost power, and that is through Holy Ghost peace. Today, when all the world is saying this and saying that, once again, I'll go back just a quick narrative, is that in our Jerusalem, and our Jerusalem being your home, the one thing that you've got to fight for in your home is peace. You've heard me say it a lot of times, your home should not be a battle zone or a war zone. Your place should be a refuge and a place. Listen, wives, make that a place that your husband looks forward to coming home to. Husbands, make that a place where your wife feels safe and where she can feel like this. She doesn't have to walk on eggshells because you're just going to blow up at any time. Can I I want to reassure you that that's not peace. That's not Holy Ghost peace. If home is not a refuge, then we need to set, let the Holy Spirit begin to move and maneuver in our home in such a way that I look forward to getting home. I look forward to having supper with Amy and Braden. <laughs> used to be more than that. And then I look forward to getting tucked into my bed and putting my head on the cool side of the pillow and telling Amy, you can take me, you can try to take me anywhere in this world, but this bed right here is my favorite place in the whole Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You've got to have peace. How many people do you think on their drive home says, oh, I'd tread going home? And the problem is now we have a life that's, you dread going to work, you dread going home, you dread going everywhere. That's not Holy Ghost living. Holy Ghost living is having peace, Kathy, wherever I am. And in whatever state of mind or in whatever state I am, I want to be like Paul, that wherever I find myself, if I've got a lot or I've got a little, I want to therewith be content. Why? Why? Because can I tell you, if I had all the money in the world and could even give it all away, if I didn't have the Holy Ghost of God, I would have nothing. There's people that look at you and I so strange when you talk about the Holy Ghost. He said Holy Ghost. He didn't say Holy Spirit, look out. He's a holy roller. Yes, I am. I want to make it clear. I believe in Holy Ghost power. I believe in Holy Ghost healing. I believe in Holy Ghost deliverance. I believe in Holy Ghost conviction. I believe in Holy Ghost saving. I believe without the Holy Ghost there is no active agent in the church of God. Can I tell you tonight that, listen, it still takes the Holy Spirit for men, women, and children to be convicted and come to the Lord. It still takes that. There's plenty of good messages and there's plenty of good articles. But without the power of God and the word of God being preached, all that inspiration that comes from God, and when it comes across lips that are preaching the truth, and it's His truth, people will be convicted. I said today at a funeral of a 39-year-old, I said, this ain't the way it's supposed to end. There was no peace in that funeral home other than what maybe a few hearts packed it in. There's no peace when there's an overdose. There's no peace when you look at people that got sunken eyes and the only thing more sunken than is their hearts. What'd you do, preacher, quit and go home? No, I preached. Because if God, if Jesus could raise Lazarus, why can't he raise somebody? And it breaks my heart. I said this today, and I'm still on target. I said this today. I said regardless of how people think and you're living, well can we do enough drugs and still be saved? Can we drink enough? Can we do this enough? Can I can I go out on my wife enough and still be saved? Can I be an adulterer? Can I be a thief? And we're asking all these questions, and the whole time you're asking it, if the Holy Ghost is in you, the Holy Ghost is saying no. What are you thinking? No. What are you doing? I hope someone's watching tonight. I'm not going to hide my gospel. That's the problem that's happened over the past several years. Preach it on the inside and then hide it when you get out there. I said this, and I meant it. I knew it was from the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost told me today, he said, death will bring two things. It will bring truth. It will bring truth. You and I may not know the in truth." You and I may not know whether so-and-so makes it to heaven, but that person in God Almighty will know. It'll bring truth. The other thing that death brings is transition. Death will bring transition. I grieve when I hear people say, well, when you die, you just die. Can I tell you, you're going to spend your eternity somewhere, smoking or non-smoking. You're going to spend your eternity somewhere. I don't know about you all, but I believe the book I'm reading. I believe every word of it. Oh, yeah, there's some stuff I'd like to cull. There's some stuff I'd like to cull that I didn't have to deal with my inner self so much, but I can't cull it. Because can I tell you what I'm trying to call is what he's calling me to. And that's where I'm going to get stronger. And that's where he's going to start leading me in greater ways. And you know what? I, I said this. No peace. That's where I'm at. No peace. There's no peace when you, when you don't know where somebody is going. I've been to funeral home. And preach funerals in this particular funeral home for years. They got grandfather clocks. And I go back in the back room and I get still in my mind and I get still in my heart. And I get back there and as I'm praying, I'm hearing tick, 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 tick. And every quarter on the hour, it rings. Holy Spirit reminded me today, you need to tell somebody that their time's running out. Time will keep ticking for somebody else. You're in here tonight and you're thinking, i got all my life ahead of me. I've got, you don't have nothing without God. I want to reassure you with all the love that's in me. And I know I seem like I get militant and I get vigorous when I get to talking about that. But can I tell you something? I will absolutely wake you up and scare you out of hell if it's anything at all that I can do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Peace. It takes Holy Ghost peace and religion now that is mixed. The religion now that is so intertwined. And I've said this so many times, and I say it quite often. You can't mix Jesus with just a little bit of of, of good and expect it. Well, if I'm good and I got a little bit of Jesus and I got a little bit of Mormonism and I got a little bit of Latter Day Saint and I got a little bit of this, and you know what? I even dabble a little bit in Wiccan. I got. A, can I tell you something? A little bit of that will get you none of Him. I say it all the time. Jesus plus nothing else. Twofold. Twofold. Jesus and Him alone, Dennis, Him alone is the only reason I'm going to make it. And the other thing, you can't mix the holy and the profane. You say that every week. Let's get it and I'll stop. The Holy Ghost is my peace. Brother David, the Word of God says the last enemy to be destroyed is death. Jesus Christ came. Stephanie, Jesus Christ came to reconcile a sinful man back to a holy God. His ministry was full reconciliation and it's the same now that it's passed to us. And in the whole the whole thing, can I tell you, this is where we truly understand peace and it's only life in the Spirit is that you've got to have peace with God. Because, listen, when people come to a point of death and they know they're coming and they're sick, you ask them, are you at peace with God? Can I tell you, you'll never have peace with death until you have peace with God. That's Holy Ghost peace. Judea. you She'll have power after which the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And she'll be witnesses, martyrs unto me in Jerusalem, Judea. Judea is translated as Judah. Judah goes back to to the son of... When we look at Jacob, it goes back. We know that Jesus was born of the tribe of Judah. He's the one that Jacob blessed. And he said, you're going to have power. You're going to have strength. He said, the scepter shall not depart. Is it Genesis 48 or 49? He said, the scepter shall not depart. This is hundreds of years before Jesus would come through the line of Judah. He said not only, he said the scepter will not depart. How many of you know that listen our Jesus is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? How many of you know that beyond the shadow of doubt? Beyond the shadow I know it beyond the shadow of a doubt. And he said, not only, Amy, I love this part. And he said, Judy, you're going to take your hand and you're able to put it in the neck of the enemy. And you're able, listen, when the enemy comes at you and he tries to hold you down and hold you back in the name of Jesus, you can command that enemy to get off of you and rise up in the spirit and take victory in his name. Judah, praise, praise. I'm talking about Holy Ghost praise. The word Judah, it elaborates to that, or excuse me, it comes back to that very word. It comes back to praise. Judah is praise, and that's Holy Ghost praise. I'm talking about the kind of praise that in Scripture it's this simple, that when you look at it, it means this. You're a chosen generation, church. You're a royal priesthood. The Word says that you even are a peculiar people that you and I should show forth praise. Holy Ghost praise is when there's three tires flat and you've just got one up. And you're standing. well, praise God. Holy Ghost praise is when you don't know what the result will be from the test. But you've already figured out because you're already living in the Spirit. Regardless of what the test says, this is not my home. I'm going to live forever, hallelujah, and I'm going to have life everlasting. That's Holy Ghost praise. Holy Ghost praise. That you may show forth the praises of him who's him. Could be Jesus or could be the Holy Ghost. Of Him that has called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. You and I, church, we as a body of believers, you once were darkness, but not anymore. You once served sin and served Satan, but not anymore. Why? Because you are led of the Holy Ghost of God that in the morning when you put your feet down, when you get out of bed, can I tell you, put them down with authority and say these are God's feet. These are the ones that are anointed by and through God. These are Holy Ghost moving feet. And take victory as soon as you get out of bed. Will there be something come your way? Absolutely. It's the world. i got to hurry. I'm going to read something to you that I thought, and I'll be getting into this. I'll be getting into the third one about Samaria here in just a minute. I read this, and I thought it was powerful. Speaking of the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit can do in our lives, how many of you praise God even when things ain't right? How many of you got to be really happy to praise Him? No, you just got to be Holy Ghost to praise him. That when you get to that place, you're starting to listen, and you can't have it until you, Jerusalem, listen, you can have peace. But there's going to be times in your life that you can't have that praise, Christy, unless you have that peace. I read this, and I thought it was powerful. And it spoke, there's one writer that spoke to what they were to receive. He said, but first they must receive power. The power of the Holy Spirit. This power is the grand indispensable of a Christian witness. A man may be highly talented, intensively trained, and widely experienced, but without spiritual power, he is ineffective. On the other hand, A man may be uneducated, unattractive, unrefined, yet let him be endured with the power of the Holy Spirit and the world will turn out to see him burn for God. The fearful disciples needed power for witnessing. Holy boldness for preaching the gospel. And they received that power, brother, brother, when the Holy Ghost came upon them. Brother Wayne, why do we need the Holy Ghost? We got Holy Ghost peace. We got Holy Ghost praise. But the real element and the real core of the Holy Ghost is Holy Ghost purpose. They asked most, One of the questions or or one of the thoughts that many of the millennials and I think we got Generation Z now and different things and I love me some millennials, I do. But they tell me, Hannah, that mainly that there's that certain age group there that now they're even finding it hard to target it within a range. The three things that they want to know where did I come from? What am I doing? And where am I going? How many of you know that the word of God's got the answer to all of that? Can I get a witness in this house? That if you'd ask me and turn Dr. Phil and a bunch of other people off, can I tell you? We better start giving our kids the answer to what's going on in this world. Where'd I come from? God created you. You made it in God's image. Well, listen, we're talking about this and that. Can I tell you, people are going to throw their sticks and stones and everything else, but I'm going to tell you this. Once you know who you are in God, they can throw them. They can say, how many of y'all know that they can call you, say whatever they want, but when you know who you are in Christ, how do you know that? The Spirit bears witness, Tom. The Spirit is what speaks to us, Martha, and says to us, you are my child. When they're coming against your image, they're coming against my image. You are created in my image. Short, tall, big, wide, whatever it is, you are in my image. Black, white. Sunday morning, I'm going to talk to you about are you raising a racist or a gracist? And by race, are you saved through faith? Is that what it says? And by grace, not by race. In the midst of every bit of this, we need this type of thing instilled within our children that our children know right from wrong. And we're living in a time right now, I'm still on topic. We're living in a time right now to where people are calling evil good and good Evil. And that people are running to and fro according to Scripture, trying to hear even the word of God to find a place. Can I tell you? You can hear, you can hear a good message, but if it's not a God message, then toss it out. The praise leads us into purpose. If you have your Bibles, John 4, please. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful tonight. I look around this room and I see young people. Can we thank God tonight for our young people? Larry and Kathy are wanting y'all to give them a hand because they're young people. Come on, in the face of all eternity. It's good to see our young people. Holy Ghost purpose. One of the most, probably one of the most preached messages in the Bible concerns the woman at the well. Samaria. Turn to somebody and say, he's headed your way. You need to understand the whole cause of Christ. Christ. I've already alluded it and already laid my foundation. It was reconcile sinful man to a holy God. When you begin to move into this phase, it's not just peace in you. It's not just praise. It's not just worship. But you can see here the way I use these words, Judea and Samaria will intertwine in the fact that your praise and your purpose and your peace, all of these things begin to build and begin to feed each other. The Word of God says in John 4:1, When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not in his disciples, he left Judea. And he departed, verse 3, into Galilee. Look at verse 4. And he must needs go through Samaria. He left Judea. To go to Samaria. When we begin to break that down. You see here that. The word I love the way. That the Holy Spirit just. Begins to lay it out in scripture. Have you ever witnessed to somebody. You didn't want to witness to. The word said. And this is Holy Ghost living. Is Leisha when the Holy Spirit said. You need to go through Samaria. Samaria. There's people you have in your life that you need to reconcile with. There's people in your, to to whatever, listen, to as much peace as lies in you, live peaceably with all men. But when it's here, this is one of those issues to where, one of these things to where you've got to go there. And the Holy Spirit will begin to move. The thing about this particular area in Samaria, many of you are familiar. You've done your history lessons on it. You know, and I'll I'll talk more to that in just a minute. But this particular area, because that the Jews didn't want to go on their way to Jerusalem. They didn't want to go through that. They would go all the way around, and they would go clear out of their way just so they wouldn't have to deal with Samaritans. Now, for those of you that are real holy, how many of you have seen somebody at Walmart and went, Any of you look down the aisle and go. (laughs) Uh, Help me, Holy Spirit. And because of the ones they despised and because of the Samaritans, they would go out of their way. I wrote this down. Jesus took the shortcut. Not because he was tired, going straight through. You know what a bypass is. You went through Atlanta before or someplace. Jesus went straight through it. I found out in my life that every time that I try to take a bypass and get around something, on the back side of it, I wish I'd have just went straight through it. <laughs> have y'all ever been on vacation and you go, and like you're going through a big city and it says, take I 265A or whatever. And so you go all the way out of the way and you go all the way out of the way and the traffic's backed up and there's something you know, and you're like, oh. turn to somebody and say the Holy Ghost wants to take you through it. Quit, this is what the Holy Spirit does. Why? It's because it's not about you. There's a woman at the well waiting. This is where you find purpose. I can't tell you the countless times, and you have to. It's not just my story. It's yours, too. I can't tell you the countless times. Luke, you've probably been with me before. We probably went to the hospital checking on people and think we're going to room. I'll just make up any room, 336, and we think we're going to 336, and we think that's our destination, only to find that the person in the elevator was our destination or the one in 339 that just said, hey, are you a preacher? Could you come over here and pray? Hey, that's what I'm talking about. But when you stop at a door and you say, Holy Spirit, which way do you want me to go and God said do you see them hurting like I see them hurting and you stop right there that's the Holy Spirit and my flesh may say you got to get home but the Holy Ghost said no you got to go through Samaria that's when the Holy Spirit begins to lead because your flesh won't lead you there but the flesh don't save nobody Flesh don't heal nobody, but the Holy Ghost. There's purpose. There's healing in Him. I gotta hurry. When Jesus did that, He was proven to us. Then said the woman of Samaria unto Him, "I'm really this is. If if you, if if you really want to see this, you just 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 remember this. Jesus was a soul winner. We say all the time. He walked on. He was all. The, Jesus was a soul winner. He won souls." Brother Ron Miller, who went on to glory just a few months back. You could have your own critique, and you could say whatever you may want to say about him, but I'll tell you this, he was a soul winner. He was a soul winner. I went with him and Brother Lonnie Hatfield down to Chihuahua, Mexico, and its its I know that's a funny name, but that's where I went. Today, I, I would say it would be you'd really have to have some faith to get there and get out. I went there and I can tell you this that the whole time that I was around him and Lonnie, even when we were on the plane, buddy, we were, we were, look, they were, I'll just use them as the example, they were all about winning souls. They were all about winning souls. Why? Not to add one to their list, but to add one to the Lamb's Book of Life. Jesus was a soul winner and. Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask drink of me, which I'm a woman of Samaria? For you know the Jews have no dealings with us, and we think that racism is something that's brand new. It's right here. God forbid the way that we treat each other right now because, yeah, I'm going to be bold enough to say it, God forbid that we would judge people because of the color of their skin, whether they're white or black. This is not something new that happens. You say, is this racism? Absolutely. Racism is not just color or creed. This is the despising of somebody thing today, it's being pushed. The envelope is being pushed culturally. There's two types of people in this world to me. Black and white, no. Lost or saved. That's right, Brother Wayne. We're all saved. Forget about them. We call them them, and we call us us, and they're them, and we're us. No, the them that you're condemning is the ones that I'm sent to, and we all should be sent to to see them saved. It's here. Hatred. And Jesus shows us the perfect model. You've got to understand this today. That without the Holy Spirit, there will not be spiritual over cultural. Culture will continue to rule until people are led by and filled with the Holy Ghost of God. I'm gonna say something that's gonna upset about most of you. Praying this week and seeing statues torn down and graffiti. I'm just gonna tell you right now. I just tell you right now, I'm gonna mess all of you up. Those are not new. There's monuments in the Bible. There's things that were placed at the River Jordan as stones to remark or to remember a crossing. How many of you remember the day you got saved? How many of you know that even if that church was tore down, you still remember where you got saved? Can I get a witness? I'm going somewhere. Can I tell you something? Why don't we as Americans, why don't we as Christians start putting, stop. Putting faith in what is bronze, what is stone, and everything else. Can I tell you? You can tear down and have every piece and anything else, but you cannot. And when you get up against my God and you try to tear the truth of this gospel down, I'm ready to fight for this gospel. You can have your statue. This ain't working for everybody. I know that, Billy, but I got to tell you this right now. That statue didn't give me life. Jesus Christ gave me life and it's Brother Wayne, what if they take the landmarks? What if they take the memorials? I'm talking about biblical landmarks and biblical memorials. I'm talking about this. When they said we're going to take the Ten Commandments out, don't you dare take this the wrong way. When they said we're going to take them out of the schools, we're going to take them out of this, we're going to take them off the wall, i got to ask you something. Did they have the power to take them out of your hearts? Let's give God some praise then and declare that our God is a holy God. but let's get away from the division and the hatred. Thank God for men and women that this country was built upon, not because of who they were, but because, Dennis, of who God was. Yes, it saddens me that a 50-cent can of spray paint Can't we find something better to do? Get on them, preacher. The problem today is we're trying to correct a 25-year-old that we didn't care about when he was five. I'll preach Sunday. The Lord will keep me here. It'll be my plan to preach why men matter. Why men matter? And as much as they try to emasculate and tear down everything that God says you are in that word of God, we need men of God that will stand and that will love their wives in such a way that God commanded us to die for them like Christ died for the church. I got the answer. I done told y'all. We got the answer to this problem. And can I tell you this? It's not just black skin or white skin that's got the answer. It's Holy Ghost skin that's got the answer. Because if you'll listen real close, it doesn't matter what the skin color is on people that have Holy Ghost power and sense that say this is not a skin issue. You've heard it from me. This is a sin issue. God forbid to anyone that's watching, any person that's even in here of any kind of descent or color. God forbid... That anybody in our county, anybody in this city, call me. I'll stand with you if you're standing on that word. I'll stand with you. What do we have to offer? Jesus comes and and she says, what are you you doing even talking to me? I don't have a problem talking to white, black, yellow. I don't have it. I want to know one thing. Are you born again? I'll guarantee you it's not manipulation, but the Holy Ghost will lead me. And, Amy, you've been with me too many times. I want to get to the nuts and the bolts of where you're going to go when you die. What do we have to offer? Emily, I'm proud. I'm thankful for what you and Jamie, the life that you've turned over to him. Hang in there. Hang in there. I'm always encouraged when I see people. I see a lot of people, Kathy, come to the altar. I got it. And then they gone, man, like a one way ticket to somewhere else, Jack. We gonna baptize him? I ain't seen them. You seen him, Brother Wayne. I don't know. What do we have to offer? Jesus hmm, turned to somebody and say, We got living water. We got living water. What are we going to offer The same old tired religious drink? She say you're this way. No, we're getting ready to get to that. In those verses there that you're going to find, you're going to see that Jesus is not that old tired religious drink that she was used to. He had living water. The woman said unto him, sir, give me this water. Verse 15, that I thirst not, neither come in to draw. Jesus has said, had you asked me, I'd give you living water. I'd give you something different. Can I tell you, I'm thankful today that we don't have to be some old religious, dried up, crusty kind of church. I'm thankful tonight that this church has got life and Holy Ghost. Do you understand what I'm talking about? <laughs> Sir. Give me this water, that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Join with me at verse 15. Then Jesus, Jesus is moving, man. Remember, he's a soul winner. She's thinking, man, I got to have me some of this water. Jesus said unto her, Go call your husband and come here. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go to church and it's going to fix me. That's all fine until a preacher says, you've been living like hell. And the reason you're in such a shape and been out of shape is because the devil got his hands on you and twisting you up. <laughs> I love what he does, man. Love it. Woman answered and said unto him, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, "Thou hast well said, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands, and the woman which you now has is not thy husband, and what you said is true. I'm going to give you all two words for what's going on right here. Bust dead. Two words. Bust dead. Why? Because he's concerned, Carrie, about, about her soul. You just think I'm going to give you a drink of it. No, Now, why Holy Ghost purpose? Holy Ghost conviction. Without conviction, nobody changes. I don't know about y'all. I get convicted about 64 times a day. That's all a good day. Oh. And. Look what she does. So this is soul winning 101, brother. The woman said unto him, sir, I perceive thou art a prophet. <laughs> she ain't done right there. Notice what she does. Look how she deflects. So tell me, you been reading your Bible? How you, Brother Wayne, it's going to it's rain tomorrow. How's you in Jesus? You still like cheesecake, brother Wayne? See, you try me. Jesus said unto her, our fathers. Now look what she does. She tries to take him back to an argument because she knows it's an age-old argument between the Samaritans and the Jews. She said, now, listen, you're a Jew. You say that we're supposed to worship over here in Jerusalem, and we're supposed to worship over Gerizim. Or right over here. She's right in this place between Gerizim and Ebal, which is Deuteronomy 28 which is the blessings and cursings of the Lord. And so many people are right there in that place, Stephanie, in their life, that you're right between a blessing and a curse. And Jesus is showing up and telling you that, hey, if you'll live for me, if you'll live obedient, I'm going to bless you. But she tries to spin it. I won't be much longer. She tries to spin it. I'm telling her, her purpose. She says she's trying to spin it and say, hey, wait a minute. She's trying to start an argument. Jesus fell for it. Not. Not. Hey, you picking a fight with me, lady? He didn't do that. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm showing you how to witness. You say we're supposed to be Baptist. You say we're supposed to be Catholic. I say you're supposed to be born again. Can I get a witness? And not just born again, but in. This conviction begins to move in. Our our fathers worshiped in this mountain. You say Jerusalem is the place we ought to worship. She's sidestepping. She's doing all of that. And she does this simply this way. She says, now, our fathers, our fathers, our doctrine, our church, our way of doing things. Jesus didn't fall for it. Show you what he did. Verse 21 Jesus said unto her, Woman, and he didn't say that like woman. Woman, believe me, the hour comes. And, church, I need to tell you before I read any further that hour that came to her is the hour that's upon America right now. The hour comes when you're neither going to worship in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem. It's not about the place. You're going to worship the Father. This is the difference. And Carrie, this is what's so important in our life is that it can't be your way. He said the Father. And then he goes on to say those that worship him must worship him in church and Sunday school. Jake, will you all come? When true worshipers, Chad has said true worshipers, will worship Him in spirit and in truth. We're living in a time right now to where, and before all this COVID stuff hit, People were active, whatever, Jake, that you want to peddle. People were active. I haven't let y'all either. People that felt like they needed to make a change in their life become pretty active in finding a church that suited them. And they sought out a church that worked for them. But, Amy, the Word of God says... The Father is seeking such to worship Him. Jeremy, it's flipped. We think we want to find this in church. And what is it that God wants to find in His people? People that will worship Him in spirit and truth. Well, let me, let me assure you that you can't worship in the spirit unless you're worshiping in the truth. Why? Why? Because there can't be a bilateral. There can't be, there, there, there can't be two things, Stephen, intertwining. That's not of one chord in him. But what is the Father looking for today? Sharon, he's looking for people that'll worship him in spirit and in truth. Not in song and dance. I'm all about me. So man, y'all know But Samaria is the place we found our purpose. I've said this over the years, I don't know how many times. We got this so wrong. I want the Holy Ghost so I have power. Power to do what? The main element of the Holy Ghost is the power to witness Lost people preach with boldness that even if the Supreme Court was standing in front of you and they said you will and through the Holy Ghost you say I won't. It's going to take a boldness to stand. It's going to take a boldness to say I'm not going to quit. I'm not, listen, i got a question. Are you going to fight or are you going to fold? In the last days, don't know you're Christians about your love. Not just any love, not a lusty love, but a Holy Ghost love. A love that goes past your flesh is hating on people, but the Holy Ghost is loving. the day that we're living in according to 1 John you need the power of the Holy Spirit to discern you need the power of the Holy Ghost that when the word of God says that if the time was not shortened even the very elect and even when it alludes to that again is the second Thessalonians Almost done. I'd like to close with saying, He said in Matthew 28 Go into all the world, to the othermost parts of the earth. That'll be the point that I'll save to some other date, simply called the pursuit. Reach one. And then reach one more, reach a mama, reach a child, reach a daddy, reach a home, reach one more. That's the pursuit for me. Who's the Holy Ghost? The Holy Ghost is my peace speaker. the Holy Ghost is my peacemaker the Holy Ghost is my peace keeper and the Holy Ghost is evident of the promise keeper which is God Almighty Jesus promised that I'll send you another comforter Tonight, church, I don't know that we need another seminar. I don't know that we need even a new praise song. But I know what we need. We need him. Brother Wayne, is it that simple? I got the answer, man, for America. I watched last Sunday as this altar began to fill with daddies and with men. For the ones that could have been here and weren't, I'll simply ask you, why weren't you? If you had conviction to be at home because of the virus, I understand that completely. I had people contact me after church, fathers that contacted me and said, man, I needed that. I was watching with my family. I was thanking God for that." Had other people that said, man, we needed that. Don't let it be a one-hit wonder. we got to walk this out. Ladies, he's pouring his spirit out on sons and daughters. We spoke to that last Sunday. The spirit is the Holy Ghost. Heavenly Father, we adore you. God, tonight as a church, we simply come before you and say, Forgive us. Forgive us for the neglect. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I hear you. Forgive us for the neglect. Forgive us for turning our head to what is wrong. Forgive us for seeking our own peace, but not the peace and well-being of others. God, tonight, I believe you're quickening the church. We've got a purpose. Church, tonight as you're praying, I know there's situations you don't want to deal with. I know there's stuff, and there's some of this stuff that's even in your own life. and you got it tucked away in the cellar of your soul, and it's dark there, and you leave it alone. But I can tell you this, that if it needs to be out, the Holy Ghost will walk you down the steps. And he'll take out what needs to be took out. Any hatred tonight, God? Any bitterness? Holy Spirit, you in a word or freedom. Not freedom to do what I want to do, but freedom to do what you call me to do. God, tonight America needs revival. Start with me. And God, I believe tonight, as we've said before, God, we can be the hope. We can be the hope that this world so desperately needs. Holy Ghost, give us the power and the boldness. And God, tonight, there's one within the sound of my voice, I started tonight, God, Talking about what was a tough time for me, God. I just tough stuff. And God, for that family today, I do pray, God, that you just comfort them. But I pray, God, if there was one today that heard it, convict them. God, I seen those hands lift at that funeral home. Don't let them be content, God, with being lost. God, if there's one here tonight, don't let them be content either. If you're here tonight and you're lost, He said it your way. He must come your way to tell you that God loves you, but because of your sin, you can't enter into heaven. But what he will tell you is, I'll take that sin, if you'll give it to me. And you can be born again. and You can leave here different. Christians, as you're praying right now, how many of you need some of that Holy Ghost boldness to witness? Would you slip your hand up right now? Just go ahead. Just go ahead. Don't be ashamed. And you're going to do it in love. I need that boldness out there watching maybe on online and maybe even out front tonight. Oh yeah, Lord, shower us with those gifts, but not for us, but God, use them so we can bring you glory. But the whole purpose is to get people to come to you. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name.